Well, good morning over there. Hello, Brother Hanson, everybody at WMI. How y'all doing? Good. How are you, Shannon? Hey, doing great. Anytime I have a cup of ice and a nice cappuccino to pour over, so I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Small I, things like, like iced tea, coffee, water, whatever you choose to drink, so praise the Lord. <laughs> one of these times, you need to supply me with your favorite drink when we're doing this program. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We'll work on that. Okay. Welcome aboard. We're excited to be here for another live show. Today is Friday. We are excited to bring back to you World Ministries International today, September 8th, 2023. Dr. Hanson, would you like to open us in prayer? And the microphone is yours. Father God, thank you again for this time we have. We still have the freedom to get your word out throughout the nations. Thank you, dear God, for this platform with Shannon Davis, OmegaManRadio.com. Bless them, use them, protect them. As we know, Satan is wanting to close all of your voices down. Already they're talking about coming with a whole new set of tyranny. They're never going to quit. The enemy's never going to quit. Only the church can stop this insanity if the church will wake up and become warriors, become men of war. Because you are a man of war. God comes into an area as a warrior. And the Bible is so clear. Describes God, Jesus. What our responsibility to take up the mantle, to be his ambassadors, to swing the sword, to proclaim the truth, to give the warning. We need to do our responsibility, Lord. If we don't, Satan rules that nation. Help us wake up the church, I pray. Not only in America, but in every nation on earth. Let there be ambassadors rising up. Let us help lead that coalition, dear God, of eagles to save nations, we pray. Again, we commit this program to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome all of you that, again, have tuned in to OmegaManRadio.com or this will also play on the warning programs. Welcome, all of you. Today, we're going to be listening to Pastor Leo Boji. He's going to be a special guest of mine with Tobias Nehemiah out of Kenya, East Africa. Bishop Tobias is with the International Pentecostal Holiness on their board. Clear back in 1987, he was one of the pastors for me as we developed a mega church in Africa. He's still a director over our Bible school in Kenya. And then the second program, Eric Hurd. He's an apostolic leader. Bishop Tobias will join me again as we're discussing different situations. The first one you're going to hear touching on Maui, communist takeover. And the second one, we're going to continue basically along this theme of what is going on. Traitors in America, traitors around the world. Only the church can stop this insanity. Let's begin. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the warning program. Wherever you're watching or listening in the United States or around the world, welcome. I have several guests with me today in studio as Bishop Tobias Nehemiah out of Nairobi, Kenya, East Africa. Tobias, welcome to the program warning. Thank you for having me again. I also have Pastor Leo Boji. Pastor Boji is coming from Oklahoma City. Previous to that, Hawaii, Oahu. Not only does he come with a ministerial background, but he was the highest-ranking NCO in the Army. Why don't you give those credentials, Pastor Boji? I will. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I was a command master chief. That's Navy command master chief. I had three commands before I retired. 
thank God I was able to listen to my lieutenant got saved before I retired, and everything since 2000 have been in ministry. So you were always in the Navy? 25 years. Wow. From Vietnam straight till I retired in 92. Well, very good. I know you've been on this program different times. You lived a long time in Honolulu, the island of Oahu. How many years did you live there? We were there 27 years. Wow. And now you live in Oklahoma City. With grandkids. That's what moved us, the grandkids. Well, okay. They'll move you one way or the other if you're around them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You've been here at World Ministries International several times, and I was with you uh, several times in Hawaii. We enjoy being together because, again, we have the same heart, the same burdens. We see reality, my background, similar to yours, Air Force, but then law enforcement, strategic air command, SWAT team, felony crime. And so you and I, we understand a communist takeover, and that's what they're trying to do in America today. Pastor Boji? Absolutely. This is a Marxist Democrat party, and why it's being ignored From what I see is the church has not stood up and fought this Marxist movement. Yeah, this is nothing but a communist coup in progress. Absolutely. Led by just a pathological liar. Yes, and just the destruction that they do with family, you'd think the alarms would go off. The destruction they do with cities, releasing felons, crime off the charts, just a lawless society, and it's a party. The Democrat Party removed God from their platform. And yet Christians don't seem to get it. It's very, very confusing to me that they don't wake up to this. You know, if something, let's just say a skunk, if you look like a skunk and smell like a skunk, chances are you're a skunk, don't you think, Leo? Absolutely. And, you know, and being around you, you've been one of my mentors now for what almost 20 years that we've known each other. And the reality of society that you minister, that you preach, that you teach around the world you would think that people would wake up and let's do something about this. But I think they think God will take care of it. You know, it's like sitting down to eat a meal and you're going to wait till God puts the food in your mouth. You're going to starve to death. <laughs> we've got to stand up and start taking authority that we've been given. You know, that that's a good illustration. Just wait until God puts the food into your mouth. I'll tell you what, you're going to get pretty skinny pretty fast. Exactly. And that's the attitude today. You know, well, you know, let's just pray. I know the president's corrupt. But let's just pray. God will take care of it. And what's even worse, Dr. Hanson, Tobias, is people actually think that God put evil people in positions of authority. If you continue, Romans 13, it goes on to say, I believe it's in verse 6, that these are ministers of God. These people that we have in office today are not ministers of God. It goes into the very area that Tobias and I and others have been talking about the last three, four weeks is people don't understand their Bible at all anymore. Just flat don't understand it. Jesus is not coming out of heaven till the battle of Armageddon to remove evil governments. He has put you and I in charge. We're ambassadors. He ascended. He said, now go and make disciples of all nations. If we don't go and make disciples, uh, the nation will be turned over to a reprobate mind through evil men led by evil spirits. And that's because the church has negated their God-given responsibilities to lead, to be ambassadors. Leo? Absolutely. They're so afraid with their 501c3s and government censorship that they're afraid to stand up. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but fear runs far too many churches today. 
And then you add in the denominations, which, you know, I always say they're not evil. They're just not biblical. Yeah. And so when you're in biblical, you have no power to do the things that you say. You know, I, I read a blog from another apostolic leader, and he basically said Democrats slash Democrats. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's uh, pretty correct. I mean, it's certainly led by evil spirits. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, everything they promote is anti-Christ, everything. Absolutely. And they will continue to do it. I attended a men's conference, a men's breakfast conference, first one they've had here in Oklahoma in one of the sections of town. And there were 45 men there, about a dozen pastors. And it's amazing to me the things that they brought up and talked about that are just coincidental. They have no power. Some of the things they're looking at. We should be putting an army together like God has done. That's the body of Christ. Instead, it's like, how do we do things and appease society? How do we accept homosexuality? How do we accept? You don't ever. And when you hear things like that, where are we going? Well, you're totally correct, Leo. I'll tell you what. In the military, when you and I were in, there was actually leadership. Men were men. They weren't women dressed like men. They were men. I tell you what, if they found out again, you were a homosexual, etc., you were drummed out of the military because they understood that immorality deteriorated the fighting force. Men were men and they knew how to fight. Leo? Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons for that is we don't understand love. You know, First John chapter 4, verses 7, 8, 16. God is love. Love is God. Love is spiritual. It's never physical. We've allowed Satan of having us believe that love has something to do with physical action, making love, all these things. You're supposed to love homosexuals. Absolutely. We love the person, but we don't love what they do. We don't love murderers. We love the person, but not what they do. And because of this insecurity about loving people, I want to love you. But I don't know how because you're homosexual. Real quickly, I had a youth conference, 135 youth from around the world here in Hawaii, and I had the entire day. They asked me, what are you going to do for the entire day? When I started out, I said, okay, kids, what do you want to talk about? You know what they said? Homosexuality. They love their cousin. They love their brother. They love their sister, but they're in the homosexuality. Now I'm supposed to hate them. They actually said they're now supposed to hate them. So that tells me their pastors are not teaching, like you said, are not preparing them to become disciples, just well, believers. That's exactly right. And believers at what level? You're supposed to believe the whole gospel of Christ, not just mm-hmm. that Jesus is God. Yeah, believing and faith are two different things. You know, because of unbelief, the 70 couldn't cast a demon out of a little boy. Their faith was little, but they had some faith, but the unbelief of Hey, my faith says Jesus Christ is real, but does my belief say he's real? Do I act on his word? Do I turn things over to Jesus? And do I pray in Jesus' name, which is another huge thing in church, when they close their prayer in Christ's name, in his name. And I'd say, who is his? You close that prayer in his name. Who is his? George, Pete, Ralph, somebody you're talking to? His name is Jesus. Why are you afraid to say the name? I think you just got it in a nutshell right there. Perfect love, love casts out all fear. But because we're not filled with the love of God, that relationship with God, we are afraid to speak the truth. 
Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. We love the homosexual. We love the adulterer. We love the fornicator, but they've got to know sin separates you from God. Sin brings deterioration and death. It brings disease. It's the result of rebellion, and God has to finally judge so rebellion doesn't continue for eternity. They, as you mentioned, they don't know the love of God. Leo? No, they don't. And we have all the different types of love, which, you know, they had a book out. And I think it's Gary Smalley, The Five Love Languages. Now, every one of those five are written for the flesh. You know, gifts, people giving you comments and blessing you. And all of those things are for the flesh. The problem with the five love languages is none of them are biblical, so they have no power when there's a big issue in the marriage. You know, we do international marriage counseling now and ministry for, what, 27 years? Yes, You need scripture when your marriage is in trouble. You need the word of God, not somebody's book on whatever that makes you feel good. Praise (laughs) God, it won't save you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just like we said, Democrats, Democrats, denominations, demonization. Sometimes these denominations, they're not based on the scriptures. They make their own philosophy like eternal security, and they let people continue in sin. Leo? Yes, it's interesting. You, you know, I didn't go to seminary or any of those things. When I retired, a lieutenant didn't give up on me. I got saved. And when I got saved, Dr. Hanson, I've shared this with you before, I opened that Bible and I read the New Testament, 260 chapters every week for three months. I couldn't put it down. That's 40 chapters a day. Wow. And I just could not put it down. So what it did was, because the word worked, it purged out 25 plus years. I was 41. 25 years of being a professional heathen in a three-month period of just, you know, pouring into the Word, and it changed everything. We got our ministry. We've been, as you know, invited to foreign countries, over a dozen states. I've probably mentioned a hundred different churches, and still a denomination. I'll just, I'll just say it, the Baptist, I cannot preach in a Baptist church because I'm not a Baptist. Now, they'll send their couples that are divorcing to us, Hey, when you see this couple, we're having problems. They'll let you do that, but you can't. And when I see that, it's like, what else are you teaching that's not biblical? The but, word of God is not denominational. Well, that's it. Pastor Tobias and I, we've been discussing, and others on this program, sin, it's all through the Bible, Old and New Testament. Grace is all through the Bible, Old and New Testament. Yet people like to separate the books and say, grace is New Testament. There is no grace in the Old. Well, if there wasn't grace, all of the heroes of the Bible would not have been there. If it wasn't for grace, David would have been executed. Grace and sin are throughout the entire Bible. Leo? Absolutely. And that is a big issue right too, because we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Yet many of the laws of the Old Testament, people are still trying to work by, live by. You can't keep the Ten Commandments, let alone the 613, because you're eating your flesh, like Paul said, will always sin. But he says, your spirit, once you're saved, you'll never sin. And people have a hard time with that. You're exactly right. And, you know, I've defined the word grace several times as time given when the spirit's in the body to judge yourself and God won't judge you when the Spirit leaves the body. Also, Jesus fulfilled the law of sin and death. He nullified it when he died on the cross. Now we have grace, not to be judged when we die, if we've repented, but to have eternal life. That's all it is. But we're not supposed to continue to sin. Absolutely. And many people today, they're saying, I can't wait till Jesus comes back. I wish he'd come back tomorrow. And I remind them, There's one or two billion people on this planet that have not heard the name of Jesus. And I tell them, we got a lot of work to do. 
You'll go home, and in the meantime, do what God called you to do. Everybody has an assignment from the Lord. Well, May Amen. Pastor Tobias, I'm going to get you into this conversation. You see the same problems going on in Kenya, where they don't seem to understand the word of God anymore. I mean, churches in America are so dysfunctional. There's so much heresy throughout the churches. There's actually even sin in the churches. What do you see in Kenya? It's the same stuff. I think the church has left its responsibility, like we said before. We are no longer preaching the pure gospel. We preach what is, we want to be politically correct, and therefore we deviate from the preaching of the Word of God and preach to what people want to hear, not really what the Bible says. It's so true. Uh, Instead of speaking the truth, you know, out of fear, lack of love, we just uh, let people make statements and we don't challenge them. Now, if you don't say something, they take it as truth and you're letting them continue in a lie. Leo? That is so true. If you don't challenge, they think it's truth. That's amazing because the same word that got you where you are, got Bishop where he is and got me where I am, is the word that they don't want to read. Totally. I've been around the Christ from Kansas City to Florida, and it's amazing. Their pastors all have master's degrees, but a number of them told me they don't read the Bible every day to fill themselves, to feed their spirit. They only read it to make a message. Yeah. In other words, they're saying, I'm not in love with Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, if you don't want to spend time with your lover, with your spouse, you got a bad marriage. Absolutely. That's we have a marriage ministry, which is interesting because the results of us obeying God is we've seen so many healings, cancers. You name the cancer, we've had hundreds of them healed. Cast out demons, places we go, and ministers even here have never cast a demon out. I have no idea what that's even about. You know, things like that that you should see in your ministry. What? They're demon-possessed people walking past you every day. (laughs) And most people don't come in your church every Sunday and you don't know it. It's amazing. (laughs) I'll tell you what, uh, Leo, there's walking demons more and more as we tolerate (laughs) sin. Yes. Our churches are filled with walking demons. I know. And then they're afraid of you and afraid of your message. I've been with you a long time, and pastors are afraid to have you come in because you're going to teach what they're afraid to say. It's amazing. <laughs> God sent you there. What Why do you think? God send the prophet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that true, uh, Bishop Tobias? <laughs> yeah, that's, very, that's very true. Some people cannot take the message because you come right on them. So they don't want to hear it. They want to hear what pleases people. You know, I was invited to a church somewhere and I was told not to speak on the Holy Spirit. And I'd say, well, if I cannot talk about the Holy Spirit, then I cannot come to your church because that is what gives us a message. Amen. Well, that is the truth. If we nullify the truth of the Word of God, if we reject speaking on the Holy Spirit, again, we're basically turning our backs on God himself to just please a world that is following their own vanity. Leo? Yes, I would say people came to Jesus by the thousands and thousands because they were hungry or they were hurting. You know, the church down in Auckland, New Zealand, we had a blind guy. He'd been blind as far, I guess, most of his life. As an adult, he was sitting there. He didn't come up for prayer when I was preaching, so I had them bring him up, and we prayed over him. He has 20-20 vision today. That one healing, not even talking about the cancer that were healed there, but that one healing for blindness turned that church Let me tell you something. They've been on fire, and it's just amazing. But now you recognize, the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. People don't get it. When I lay hands on you or any of us lay hands on you, your healing, who you allow it to manifest is the issue. 
Amen. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to manifest that in you? And we go back to what we said, unbelief. Yeah, Jesus accomplished it. The covenant is there. Now we must believe it and proclaim it and speak it and then just follow it and you'll see miracles everywhere you go. Exactly. That's what I was saying to these pastors this past weekend conference is that do you see signs, wonders, and miracles in your church? Are you an Ephesians 4.11 call minister of Jesus Christ? Because people, meaning their brothers, their cousins, their sons, their daughters, all these people, the question is, do you see the call on their life? Because ordination service just acknowledges the call. It doesn't make you anything. Amen. I want to touch on Lanai, Maui. I'll tell you what, do you see that catastrophe? And is there some guilt over there, some corruption over there going on? Leo? It's been going on for ages. I'm so glad that the everyday people there get it. The interviews they've had. Did you notice there were almost no, I didn't see any, but no fire hydrants in Lahaina? Because the rich have enough money and power, they diverted the main water to Kihei and other parts of the island. Lahaina sitting there waiting to be set on fire. Wow. And what really gets me, Dr. Hansen, just uh, what a month earlier, over 100 square miles of Canada had over 300 fires going at the same time. How is that possible? And then you have Maui. The fire had to be, what, 5,000 degrees? They were melting steel. Have you been there when they burned the sugarcane fields yes. back in the day? Yes. And the town on fire. And there was fires everywhere on Maui. And now you got a source of heat hot enough to melt steel. I don't know. It's to me, something else is going on. This is not a God allowed anything. This is man stepping in and trying things. If not, it's from a satellite or what it's from, like a conspiracy theorist. No. How do you get fires that hot to melt steel in that little town and get 300 fires going at one time? Well, if you've noticed, the world elite has been buying up property there, uh, like Ofer Winfrey, and yet her property wasn't damaged, not one single acre. Nothing. And uh, you see the pastor there at the biggest church in Maui, uh, just blanked on his name, I'm sorry, but he's on the other side of the island. The aid that his church brought, because FEMA was basically doing nothing. We were there 27 years on a while. We have good friends on Maui. And these people cannot believe how it's like, it's coming, it'll arrive. Like no one's in a hurry. No one's really looking. Thousands of people dead that you will never know who they are. Because as you know, people visit Maui, but there's no list with their name on it. Well, and they were burn up. I watched some interviews from private citizens, the people that live there. They're mad. They're mad at the government. They're blaming the government. A lot of them are saying, you did this. You wanted to remove us off the land. You are guilty. They are really mad, Leo. Yeah, and they're offering them money for their burnt down land before they even take care of these people. That is insane. It's like the whole thing was just to get rid of Lahaina so they could rebuild it and be owned by super rich people. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. Uh, do you see corruption going on in Kenya, Bishop? Yeah, corruption is going on in Kenya. And usually the rich are the ones who control it. And those that are politically correct. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching, listening to The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations today. 
People ask me, Leo, what can we do to try to stop this insanity, to stop this communist takeover? Well, become a member. Help us get into the stadiums, NFL stadiums throughout America and other countries and fight back against this world tyranny. The only thing that's going to stop this world tyranny is the church, Leo. If once again we can energize them, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and go forth and make disciples, only the church can stop this total communist takeover. Leo? Absolutely. It takes leadership. You think about Jesus had 12, and he has the world today, Christianity all over. But we don't understand leadership. You know, coming from military and your police background, leadership is the ability to interact with people in such a way that they will align with you for a common purpose. Mm. We think leadership is being in charge. I could be in charge of Target store tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing, but I could be in charge of everybody. No, you have to lead. You have to have relationship with people to lead them. And that relationship to lead people to Jesus Christ, to be a disciple, where is it? Most of the churches are going to stop people from going out. They call it the back door. You got to make sure they stay in. Well, while you're worried about the ones going out the back door, what are you doing for the ones that stayed? Are you training the leaders? Are you making them disciples? That's our job. They'll get the people saved. You make up the cycles. Worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Give us your very best love offering to stay on this local radio television program. Also the podcast and other things. Worldministries.org. You can telephone 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. That's my office number. Again, my guest today, Pastor Leo Boji, coming out of Oklahoma City, apostolic ministry and marriages and marriage seminars. I'll tell you what, most marriages probably need his help. And Bishop Tobias Nehemiah, Kenya, East Africa. Sitting beside me today is Bishop Tobias Nehemiah out of Nairobi, Kenya, East Africa. Welcome, Tobias. Thank you for having me again. And I have apostolic leader Eric Hurd coming from Florida. Eric, welcome. God bless you, Bishop Dr. Hansen. Great to be here. Thank you. Good having you. Eric, I know that you lived in Hawaii how many years? Approximately 37 years. Wow, 37 years. You moved over there because you were in the military, correct? Correct. Got out of the military from Okinawa, Japan, and then remained there. Beautiful place. I've been to Hawaii many years. I was going, until COVID hit, I was going yearly, speaking in the different churches, things like this. You and I had done ministry over there together. I had Leo Boji on, Pastor Boji this morning, apostolic leader, and we talked about it too. I mean, Leo and I did ministry in Hawaii. Now we're all concerned about not only Hawaii, we were concerned about Hawaii when you guys live there, but we were concerned not only about Hawaii, but we were concerned about America. I mean, we're very concerned with Barack Hussein Obama. And as we shared, Barack Hussein Obama, not only an Arabic name, but a Muslim name. We were concerned about what he was doing with his racism splitting America. How he said he was a Christian, but everything he did was anti-Christ, anti-God. He's promoted nothing but immorality, transgender, homosexuality, abortion. He's attacked fundamental Christians. I mean, Obama, Biden, they're the same thing. Personally, I think they're evil. I believe they're both sons of Lucifer. So that's my opinion, Eric. Well, you're correct. You can tell a tree by the fruit it bears, not by what they say. 
So he uh, arose as a political leader from Illinois, and no one really knew him. We believe that he was a plant, and he was put into office for that very reason, to divide the country, because his mother's white, apparently his father's black, so perfect Manchurian candidate to bring in and to bring division and confusion. Yeah, he was born in Kenya, although he lied about it for a long, long time. He never did show his real birth certificates, nothing but forgeries. I mean, this guy is a deceiver, a liar from day one. Well, yeah, I think it's coming out now. I think critical mass is happening as far as uh, information goes. They had an interview with Tucker Carlson here recently, either yesterday or today, by a gentleman who had sexual relationships with him. As you know, Joan Rivers talked about that, too, that Michelle was a trans. And then she was uh, later iced. But anyway, I think that people are coming to grips with that. I think that, as Jesus said, that there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed or made manifest or come abroad. So with the advent of the Internet and these different platforms, people are coming to the truth. I say if you are of that persuasion, just go ahead and let the people know. Don't continue to deceive the people and come out if you're trans and come out if you're homosexual let the people know. But anyway, it's coming out. Well, I know that in 2008, I was in the National Day of Prayer in Nairobi, Kenya, where the prophecy I gave Moy way back in the 90s. And every newspaper had a picture of me, President Kibaki, Vice President Kalanzo, Prime Minister Raila Odinga, and a U.S. congressman. I was on the front pages of every single newsletter. At that time, the National Day of Prayer, the, the U.S. congressman was boasting about Obama, a son of Kenya. I mean, right then, before he was elected, a son of Kenya. They were telling the world who he was from. I'll tell you what, this deceiver is still, he's probably running the country, not Biden. Biden is out to lunch. He's, he's somewhere in La La Land. Absolutely. He is not running the country at all. He has handlers. Those have been put in to be advisors and handlers. So he's not running the country. It's pathetic. He's always going around sniffing children and whispering in children's ears. And again, it's all coming out. And why we're not doing anything about it. What's really being done? If anything is being done, he needs to be impeached. We tried to impeach uh, President Trump off of fraudulent accusations. When we find out that this Biden crime family and, and these others are committing serious felonies and crimes and high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah, I mean, President Trump, they've framed, they lied. But Biden, he's flat out guilty and the whole world knows it. I mean, we've got the evidence. You tell me, I don't understand why he hasn't been impeached. I don't get it. Eric? Well, you have people who are in the deep state. They are beholden to their agenda, and whether they realize it or not, they are beholden to this agenda of the New World Order, and that's what you know. this is really boiling down to. They must follow the script. They've already sold their souls to the devil. They don't see anything but self-advancement and self-enrichment. That's all they see. And they realize, I was thinking today, that Satan really doesn't care about people. He'll use you like toilet tissue and throw you away. He will share his glory with no man. But these people are so deceived, thinking that they want to have some type of part and parcel with the Prince of Darkness, and they won't. And if you look at the history of communism, this is where they've been wanting to go. These are just new faces and the plan for communism. They usually kill and eliminate those who have helped them to get to where they want to go regarding the implementation of, of communism. They're the first to go because they realize they're traitors. But these people are so dumbed down, they have no clue of what they're dealing with. Even over in, in Maui, I believe that the local people there that's working in conjunction with this situation 
they're in too deep. They don't understand how deep these people are and the new world order, what they want to do. And if you're seeing and looking at these fires all around the country, all around the world, some have been arson, of course, but some have been other means in which they are implementing and want to implement the 15 minute cities and spread them out throughout these different locations. Well, I'll tell you what, the world elite is uh, snatching them up. Uh, you didn't see any fires on Ofer Winfrey's land. And uh, now she's basically doubled her acquiring of land. Yet no fires on her land. Eric? This is why it's so suspect, being something that they claim is natural. If you look at the devastation that took place, wildfires is what they call wild because they're not controlled. You know, and so if you have a fire jump all the way from the shore to the ships, kind of suspect how all this is happening. And we've already known that for decades, they've had these ultra powerful laser weapons, even from satellites. And so it's not beyond the pale of understanding that, that they have these weapons available. And you look at the devastation, they do not care. They do not care about life. They don't care about young children. These people are demonic. As Jesus said, they come to steal, kill, and to destroy. Well, the evidence is overwhelming out there that the COVID vaccinations are deadly, that people are dying, that they never were any good for you. And we were lied the whole time. The mask didn't protect you. Six feet apart didn't protect you. I mean, it's all come out. Lie, lie, lie. I was looking at Twitter and I made a statement about why aren't the people crying out? Why aren't the people, especially when the children, I thought that once, you know, the children were vaccinated and they're dying at record numbers now, that the parents and the people will rise up and say, you know, hey, this is, we're done with this. But what I come to realize is that if you encourage and you took your child to be vaccinated, then there is a certain responsibility that a parent has taking their child. And this is denial. Instead of facing the fact that you were duped, you were deceived, and you were part. No one wants to be a part of their families and loved ones' demise. And so this is why they're reluctant to come out and really say, hey, we're going to hold you guys accountable because, again, they bought the Kool-Aid and they you know, took their child to be vaccinated or a husband's or wife. They encouraged them to be vaccinated. So now they feel guilty about being part of that. Well, Bishop Tobias, let's bring you into the mix here. You've heard us discuss Obama, Biden, Obama. I read it in the newspapers when I would fly into Kenya Again, how it seemed like all of Kenya knew he was a Kenyan, that he was born in Kenya. His brother that lives over there said he was a Kenyan. His brother also called him a liar. Go ahead, Tobias. What did you read about Obama? Well, Kenyans embrace him as their son. <laughs> they know he was, uh, his father was, was a Kenyan. So by virtue of his father being a Kenyan, they, they really loved him. They really embraced him. We're just following the Constitution since he never produced real birth certificate, never did. Everything was a forgery. I mean, that's a felony crime. He was never legitimately qualified to run for president. You know, Donald Trump said that at the beginning and finally quit saying it because of political pressure. Eric? Yeah, we had also a sheriff over in uh, Arizona that produced the evidence. And you had uh, over in Hawaii, I think it was the Department of Health, the lady who was running that at the time ended up dying in a so-called plane crash on the neighbor island in about eight feet of water, some say, some to that effect. To cover up, they looked at the forensics of the photograph and found all these different layers, and there was so many contradictions to that. You know, the case in point, Bishop Dr. Hansen, is that we're living in a world of lawlessness. They really do not care right now on what they're doing. 
They're openly mocking the American people and people around the world, gaslighting them. And so they don't really care. They feel that they have at their disposal so many weapons, as you know, to even silence people who are speaking the truth and censor people who are speaking the truth. They're trying to roll out again, as you know, this second round of COVID, of masking and vaccinations, I think was kind of a foolish move because people have awakened as never before. Even those who have taken maybe one shot are not going to take the second shot and they're going to say no. And so I think in American Airlines, they had somewhere, one of the airports, I can't recall right now, I saw where the people are already protesting. They said, we're not going through any more rounds of shots. Pilots are getting sick, dying while in flight. And so I thought this was maybe a, a bad move on their part. I thought they would probably go to the cyber attack next. But again, for some reason, they're trying to go back and reinstate the COVID mandates. Yeah, and they're going to try to force it, just like communists do. Literally force it. Eric? Well, they have Todd Callender. He is a lawyer, and I, I was watching, listening to him. And they were saying there's so much junk in these vaccines. Only God knows what's in them. But anyway, they have different envelopes of HIV, Marburg, and other things that are in there that can be activated through the 5G cellular network. And they were believing also with that over in Wuhan that they had installed the 5G network over in Wuhan and they and they had already gotten the shots already. So when they fired that 5G up, these hosts affected them. People just dropped dead. Their heart stopped because of all the junk that was in there, the metals and things like that. Now, the Marburg has been around for a long time. It's really not a really infectious disease, but it's going to be the optics that people see because of the hemorrhagic fever. So in other words, when people begin to bleed from the orifices, then that's going to really, you know, scare people into submission and cause it, well, we got to vaccinate everyone because look at what it's doing. We cannot comply to this. If we do, well, then shame on us. You know, you said lawlessness. I, I wrote an article on lawlessness. I also wrote an article on Moloch ruling America. I'll just read about a paragraph of Moloch ruling America. Moloch, also spelled M-O-L-E-C-H, was a Canaanite deity associated with child sacrifice. The statue of Moloch was stationed at the entrance of the Colosseum in Rome to welcome visitors to an exhibition that ran through March 20, 2020. This is where many Christian martyrs died instead of renouncing their faith in Jesus Christ. The height of this hypocrisy cannot be overlooked. The leaders of the world do not look to God of the Bible as supreme, worthy of loyalty, worship, and obedience. Placing the statute of Moloch there was a symbol of how the world, especially the demons, influencing the leaders of the world, view true Christians. They look at them as ignorant, stupid, narrow-minded individuals resisting the morality of the new world order where the morality of Moloch is worshipped. Eric? Beautiful. The same spirit. There are many antichrists in the world today. Now, there is the antichrist. These are puppets pushing his agenda. And like you said earlier, they may go totalitarian on the people because people are waking up. So they're not going to comply. So you're going to have to put your thumb down. Again, they have so many weapons they can use. One guy said, Brzezinski, I think he passed away. He was one of the New World Order guys and CFR members. So anyway, he was saying that we can kill a million people easier than we can control them. Because you can use the air, you can use the food, you can use the water, you can use technology, uh, sorts of things that they won't be able to trace anything back. So our only protection, Dr. Hanson the Bishop, is the secret place of the Most High. 
That's the only way that we're going to survive this. And we can with God's protection, God's angels, as we speak truth to power and we say, no, we're staying in the way of their debauchery, their evil, just harming the children. And this is coming to light, too, as well, on how they've been trafficking these kids for decades. And I think one girl is coming out now. She's speaking out publicly about being uh, molested by, you know, these leaders. And this is their religion. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Look at my website, worldministries.org. Beside me is Bishop Tobias Nehemiah from Kenya, East Africa. And I also have apostolic leader Eric Hurd out of Florida. He leads Sons of Issachar. Tobias, does Moloch rule Kenya? Yeah, the same spirit that rules America, the same spirit that rules Kenya, because it's a war against the believers, against Christians. So it is everywhere. Throughout the Bible, when the Israelites engaged in the morality of Moloch, even to the extent of killing their children in the fires of Moloch, God judged them. They went into bondage and slavery as everything they did failed. Leviticus 18.21, do not allow any of your children to be offered to Moloch, unquote. The morality of Moloch includes not only killing babies in the mother's womb, but also homosexuality, lesbianism, cross-dressing, adultery, fornication, cohabitation, drunkenness, idolatry, deceit, witchcraft, etc. Eric? That's so perfectly described. Everything that God is against, therefore, you just flip the script, turn it upside down. God says, don't do that. They say, do it. God says, don't commit adultery. Well, commit adultery. Have orgies like the burning man. And I believe God gave a light judgment over there. They were stuck in the deserts of Las Vegas. This Burning Man event every year, uh, this pagan worship, orgies and just drugs and all sorts of things. So we definitely are living in a time of paganism. Nothing is new under the sun. And so we must shine brighter. Those who are not saved need to give their lives to Jesus because people are dying, not dancing in their sleep. And I was listening to an interview where a guy was doing an exorcism on a young lady about this CB-19 jab. And when the demons said that basically, we want to kill them before they can repent. So people are dying in their sleep only to open up their eyes in hell. If you're not born again, give your life to Jesus Christ. If you're saved, we've got to be holy and righteous and have oil in our laps, and we have to endure to the end. Romans 1, 28 through 32. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Eric? That's where we are. And I thank God for scriptures like this, Dr. Hansen, that we can filter all that's going on today through the Holy Word of God. It's so accurate and so timely and prevalent for our time today. So I'm really actually very encouraged. It was times where I would get just really angry and we should have a righteous indignation asking God, what do we do? And I believe that, you know, this program and, and others 
sharing the gospel with people every day, trying to get as many as we can to the kingdom, as Satan is trying to take as many as he can to hell with him. So these scriptures are very encouraging to know that our God knew before the beginning of time that these things were to happen, and then we put our total faith and confidence in what is written. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching, listening to The Warning Program, whether you're watching it on television, listening on radio, social media, podcast. I've had with me Bishop Tobias Nehemiah out of Kenya, East Africa, Apostolic Leader Eric Hurd out of Florida, my name Jonathan Hansen, President of both World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Please join Eagle Saving Nations. We have to have a national repentance, or I'm telling you, we're going to lose America. Millions are going to die. We have to have a great awakening. 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248 is my phone number. Website, worldministries.org. Give us your very best love offering to continue to stay on your local station. Now watch and listen to The Science of Judgment. Order that book. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of The Science of Judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man Can Turn into an Intelligent Beast to Do Evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism. Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and Its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in Charge of This World, Not Jesus, if laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. 
Call 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. That is 360-629-5248. And request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Shannon? Brother uh, Hanson, that was a great interview today. I want to tack something onto this broadcast as we're closing. So, you know, I live here in Bali, Indonesia. I've been here seven years. When you go to a foreign country, if you need to get a passport updated or anything like that, they'll have what's called a U.S. consulate. We have one here, and they urge Americans overseas always to sign up. So if there's an emergency, they can get news to you and locate you, et cetera. So I'm signed up, and just a few days ago, I got an alert from the U.S. consulate of an upcoming meeting in the capital over here called Jakarta with some warnings about there'd be road shutdowns and traffic diversions. And the meeting that took place, and I think it's still running, is a organization that's not on many people's radar. And it wasn't on mine until recently. There's a group called ASEAN, A-S-E-A-N. And of course, you've heard of the World Economic Forum, and you know we know about all these other groups that meet. But there is a group meeting right now made up of 10 member states. It's comprised right now of Brunei, Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. And then they've got a couple waiting in the wings hoping to join. Interesting, though, 10 member states. You know, while we're doing our thing over in the West, Asia is not going to be left behind. And they seem to be fast-tracking many of these things that we talk about that are going to lead into Antichrist rule. And specifically, what they're talking about, they're implementing pretty quick over here. Of course, they want to continue these vaccination programs. I'm sure it's coming, probably in lockdowns. But what really popped up on my radar the other day was an article I read. There's an electronic payment system that is taken over in this part of the world. It's called CRIS, Q-R-I-S. Now, you're familiar with the term QR code. So that's what that QR stands for. And it boils down to this. We're talking about the CBDCs, you know, possibly the Federal Reserve in America going to a digital currency. Well, let me say, they're already fast-tracking it over here. Whether or not they remove the national currencies, they don't want you to have paper currency over here. So this QRIS system that's coming online basically means you go into a store and they don't take cash anymore. What they do is they tell you what your total is. They show you a QR code. You take your smartphone with an app on it. You go over there and scan it. And within seconds, the money's transferred out of your account to theirs. A order has already come down in Indonesia to even get street vendors who are selling vegetables like at farmer's markets. Everybody to get signed up on this system. They don't mention that it's going to be cashless, but that's what you get. When everybody goes to digital, there's no more cash. And they say, well, faster settlement, you know all the benefits from not using cash. And by the way, they want to eliminate Visa and MasterCard too. So they're going after all the credit cards, all the cash. They're urging everybody to sign up for it. So to finish up my story, I was up at a local mall recently. I went in to get a coffee and a Danish, put my order in. I'm going to pay, pulled my cash out. And they said, we're sorry, we're cashless. And I said, what? You don't take cash? No, no, no cash. You're going to have to use card. And then very soon, you're going to have to use this QR scanner. So I got a little bit angry. And I held my wrist and I said, you take the mark of the beast? And the guy looked at me strange and said, can you scan my chip? You know, because <laughs> that's where we're going. But people better pay attention to these meetings going on right now with the ASEAN group. 
They're not going to wait on the West to get on board or to solve things. They're already implementing these things over here. And if they have their way, very soon I would not be surprised I go in and I cannot use cash. One other thing I'll add on to this, I went into a mall. All the ATM machines were pulled out. Now, you go into a mall, you're going to buy some things, and maybe you don't have cash. What are you going to do? Well, they want you to use the QR code, the Chris system, or a credit card for now. I couldn't find an ATM machine to get cash. And I asked the security guard there, hey, where's your ATM? I said, oh, you got to go across the street. Now, was that a coincidence? Or are we beginning to see these things that I think are going to come to America very soon too happen? People are reporting that they can't even get cash out of banks in parts of Tennessee. This system is going full force. And we know where it's headed. Mark of the beast. They don't want you to have any privacy anymore. No cash. And look at what's going on in Europe. There's a new law which says if you buy anything in cash and pay more than $1,000, they're going to assume you're trying to do something underhanded and you could risk being picked up by the police, interrogated. I mean, this is going on in Europe right now. Officials are saying it. We don't believe you should be using cash anymore. You know, this all goes hand in hand. Cashless system. They want to push this mRNA vaccine. We know it's from the pits of hell. I'll say one more thing about that. MRNA injections are gene therapy. They can literally alter your DNA, and I believe they can transform you into the image of a beast if you keep taking them. So we know these are bad. Last thing I want to say, I have three children here. My oldest son, Jeremiah, is six years old. We put him in first grade this year. Praise God. Believe it or not, we were able to find a Christian school here in a primarily Indonesian country. The tuition wasn't too high. We were able to do it. We got our son in there, and sadly, half of the students in his school are wearing masks. Now, there's no mandates to wear, but, you know, people are already beginning to put these masks on over here. I'm seeing it when I go out. I've already told my wife, Narita, we're not going to allow our children to be masked and certainly not vaccinated. They're organic. We're never going to vaccinate them. And I'm preparing Dr. Hansen for the real possibility that if this thing accelerates in the next few months and they begin to try to put a number on us again, that I may have to even take my son out of school. And this is very sad. We might actually have to homeschool our children because to keep him in, they may force him to wear a mask and there's no way in hell I'm going to let my son get in there and rebreathe his own carbon dioxide all day long sitting in the classroom. So we're in some serious trouble. We need to pray like never before. We need to resist. And you know what? It might get down to a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego resistance. It might cost us our freedom. One day it may cost us our neck, but God is able to deliver us, O king, out of your hands. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow to your idol. And then they went in the fire and the Lord put an angel in there with them, the fourth man in the fire, protected them and preserved them. So like your guest said tonight, we do have the angel of the Lord that won't camp about those who fear and obey the Lord. And we have to keep working for Jesus. We cannot bow to the mandates of the new world order. It will probably cost us everything. If we see some time yet before the Lord returns, we could go out as martyrs. But so be it, we die with our boots on, to be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. So what's the alternative? We tap out, take the mark of the beast, and be damned to hell? Hell no, I'm not going to hell for anybody or any mandate. That's my micro-sermon tonight. Well, it sounds good to me, Shannon. I totally agree with you. I know this. I've known that committee and that group. Let me tell you something. It's all coming down to total world control. We better prepare ourselves If any nation is going to stop it, the church has got to rise up and lead it. Or we all are going to come under tyranny. We all are going to eventually be arrested. 
and execute it. It's all coming down to that point. We are not going to sit on the fence line much longer. It's not going to happen. And God is going to allow us to have to take a stand. Either we are going to represent Jesus Christ to the world or not. So it's all coming down the line. I totally agree. We already decided that in my household. We're already homeschooling our son. We don't trust the school system at all. We're not putting him into that system, even private schools. You got to be very careful. I know a lot of Christian schools. Yeah, we put them in there because, and I sent my daughters when I lived in Africa to a private Christian school and in America, my other daughter. And, but I'll tell you what, they're not perfect unless you really know the leaders of that. They are also compromising. We need to understand where we're at today because we're in a vicious fight. We need to take a stand for Christ and we need to be willing to live in eternity because it's coming down to that point that many are going to be persecuted, arrested, and killed. Shannon? It's a great testing coming. War on the Saints is coming. I believe the tribulation is going to sort it out. We're either going all in for Jesus or we're going to be lukewarm and he will even spit us out of his mouth. It's time to count the cost for serving Christ. Know that there is a price to pay. But what did Jesus pay? He gave everything for us. How much more could he give? We owe him everything. Praise the Lord. Before we close, Dr. Hanson, if people want to hear more of the warning program and they would like to support the work you're doing, how can they contact your office and how can they support these broadcasts? One, they could watch. We have daily programs Monday through Sunday, tremendous programs, tremendous guests. We expose so much, way more than you're going to ever get on most news stations unless it's independent news. And still, we bring in professionals in the area that understand what's going on, whether it's in the political realm, the legal realm, the business realm. They need to look at my website, dailyworldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Once again, worldministries.org. They could click on television, radio, and they could watch or listen to our programs each and every day of the year. They can go backwards and view it. 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, Now they can donate either by our website, worldministries.org, or telephone. We'll be glad to help you. Also, if you want to write a check, address it to WMI, that's World Ministries International. Send it to P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, S-T-A-N-W-O-O-D, Washington, 98292. P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. We'll take credit cards, PayPal, Zelle, and we do need your help. Need your help financially? Also, Eagle Saving Nations. People are concerned. Well, if we don't unite, if we don't come together, if we don't lead a mighty revival of repentance throughout this nation and every nation, if we don't have a great awakening, this is what we're talking about, Shannon. We are losing our freedoms. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Help us in this area of a mighty great awakening. We need your support so we can get into these stadiums. Please, again, worldministries.org. Shannon? Support it. Tune into the programs. And final thing to say, uh gentleman called the Democrats the Democrats. I've got another name for him. How about the Sodomocrats? 
Yeah, we'll uh, have so, to patent your name on that one, huh? Sodom Kratz. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. We'll see you next time. God bless you, Shannon.